Welcome to season three of My Study Journey. My name's Catherine and I'm your host of this eight-part podcast. In this season, we hear amazing stories of success following students who have ventured out into the real world after studying at TAFE Queensland. Where are they now? Today, we are joined by the wonderful Julie. Julie studied a diploma of events with us about five years ago and had an amazing journey and experience with work as well since then. And we can't wait to hear about your story. So thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Marshy. (laughs) (laughs) AKA Catherine, my nickname, Marshy. (laughs) So just to start us off and just give us a bit of a picture of your past, can you just tell us a little bit about where you're from, what your hometown was like and why you decided to make the decision to come to Australia and study here? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm originally from Denmark. I've been here just over six years now. I'm from a very small town in kind of like the Midwestern part of Jutland and Denmark. Grandparents were literally like farmers. Um, So quite countryside, which... It's kind of funny since people now are like, well, okay, you're such a city girl. We wouldn't have expected that. (laughs) Did live in Copenhagen, though, for a couple of years before coming here. So obviously I had been used to living in the city. What was Copenhagen like? Uh, Copenhagen is amazing. It's very busy, though. It's very, like, dense and concentrated with people. A lot more kind of like Sydney, probably. Brisbane is very chill (laughs) compared to... But it's a beautiful city, though. Like, in the summer, it really comes alive and just, it's lovely. Copenhagen, the one where there's just a million bikes everywhere, everyone rides? Yeah, pretty much. Normally, you only really hear about it from Amsterdam, but Amsterdam and Copenhagen are super similar, kind of with, like, the rivers inside the city, and everyone rides their bikes. Like, I had two bikes just me. Mm. In Copenhagen, there's more bikes than people there because everyone kind of has a couple. So I actually came to Australia when I was 18 um, as a backpacker. That was kind of like my first experience with Australia. I think Australia is something for Danish people that's just the ultimate in a sense. It's kind of the other side of the globe, basically. And it's just, yeah, Danish people love it. It's hot. It's chill, <laughs> like, compared to... and. I went on that backpacker trip down here, was here for about a month and a half, went to PNG at the same wow. time. Wow. Yeah. PNG. Yeah, very interesting. What was that like? <laughs> so cool, honestly. It was like a really, really different experience. Obviously, coming from a country like Denmark, that's even more developed than Australia is, yeah. let's be honest. It was wild to see. We were actually out seeing some of the tribes in the mountains Mm. where they were like they would probably never have outside visitors ever again that's amazing such a cool experience very like humbling in a weird way because it's so crazy because i've never met people as happy and content as them for us we have so much more but we're so stressed and so you know unhappy and kind of like materialistic life in a sense yeah super cool but i just fell in love with Australia at that point and I think especially Queensland like we spend majority of the time in Queensland further north Tropical North Queensland's sensational natural and cultural attractions have a boomerang effect on visitors Actually funnily enough didn't go to Brisbane that first time. We were like on the Gold Coast you know and as I said further up north so we were in Queensland a fair bit and as I said yeah I just 
I kind of lost a little bit of my heart to it. What exactly was it about Queensland that drew you back in? To be honest, a lot of it, and I say that to everyone, that it was the people. Look, it's really beautiful, obviously. You have, like, the nature and also the weather when you're from Denmark. is just amazing. Like, the winter here is like summer in Denmark. But for me, it's definitely been the people, and that's also been why I've stayed. It always sounds a bit cliche in a sense, but I always say that I found like a home here that I just didn't really feel like I had in a sense when I got older in Denmark. Had an amazing childhood in Denmark, but as I got a little bit older, I just felt like there was something missing in a sense and just didn't really feel like I fit in and kind of knew from when I was 16. I was talking about going overseas when I was old enough. So I kind of knew from a young age, I guess, that maybe Denmark just wasn't the best fit for me. And maybe wasn't planning at that point for it to be the other side of the globe. But yeah, it's just, you know, I felt welcome in a sense. I was just settling in in Copenhagen. We had a really good job and life going. And I was asked a lot, why would you leave that? You were so settled in Copenhagen and you were doing so good. You were in with some pretty good crowds and, you know, for opportunities. And I was like, yeah, but there was just something missing for me. It just wasn't entirely right. Even my mom says, yeah, you were born in the wrong country. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, yeah. Even my family sees it, obviously, that I just fit in here in a way. You've been here for quite a while yes and your English is really good so talking about where's home and things like that when you think Mm -hmm. do you think in Danish or do you think in English I think in English now what about dream um I think for dreaming that it's mainly still in Danish but it's probably because it's that like that very conscious part of the brain is kind of gone when you're sleeping and I do know from previous partners that sometimes if I do like talk in my sleep (laughs) it'll be in Danish (laughs) (laughs) that's probably a good thing if they don't speak Danish just in case you're like questioning anything yeah yeah and once I go back to Denmark it takes me a few days before I don't accidentally speak English to people because I'm just so used to it so I came back on a working holiday visa which is technically normally a backpacker visa but for me Because I had already done the backpacker thing, everything is a bit like cloud nine when you're a backpacker. It's a lot of partying and doing cool things and there's not much reality to it in a sense. So when I came back, it was important for me to kind of have a normal life in the sense that I wanted to see if I still loved it here, if I just had, you know, an everyday kind of life. Mm -hmm. So the first few months I was kind of just settling in I kind of had the finances not to have to work and then I got a full-time job back then I lived on the sunny coast so the first five months I was on the sunshine coast I just still loved it so and after those five first months I decided to move to Brisbane the next around like maybe four or five months I was working mainly kind of in hospitality in Brisbane once you had moved down to Brisbane and you were working in hospitality What happened next? That was a little bit of like, you know, a few months. And then like I went home. Obviously, my visa was coming to an end. It was a year long. And then at that point, obviously, figure out, okay, what's going to happen in terms of visa? Like, what do I want to do? I hadn't done the farm work, so I couldn't do like a second working holiday visa. 
and at that point I kind of like knew I guess that I was ready to start studying again like I had had quite a while since end for high school for me in events and promotion and stuff like that in Denmark so you know I had a discussion with my parents about it and we we're like okay you know so what are the opportunities and I reached out to one of the kind of like agents back in Denmark that you know have cooperation with TAFE and a few others. Here what the opportunity was since, funnily enough, I didn't finish high school in Denmark. So, wow. yeah, so I kind of had to figure out, like I knew I wanted to go to university, but yeah. I had to obviously figure out like what were my opportunities in terms of that. Um, and when I say wow, it's just because <laughs> I know where you're at now and what you're doing and it's such a jump yeah. and you have just come so far and doing amazing things so yeah but it came up that I could use TAFE as a pathway to get into university when you were accepted and you were getting on the plane over here to start studying what was going through your mind to be honest I was just so excited to be coming back obviously I had only planned on being home for like a month ended up being three and I had met my best friend here in Australia around six months in so was missing her a lot she was missing me a lot but she's really excited to be going back and I think it also felt like finally that I kind of like moving towards goals. So you started studying at TAFE Queensland doing events and that was in Brisbane? Yes it was literally here in the South Bank (laughs) campus. Yeah. Did you do anything in addition to your studies? Definitely so very shortly after I started at TAFE I might have heard about the opportunity actually from the orientation at TAFE about the Brisbane International Student Ambassador Program or the BSAS as they were called and I applied for it honestly did not think I was going to get it. I think that year there were over like 200 applicants and there are like 40 chosen each year. But yeah, I went to the interview. I actually didn't think it went very well, but I'm very harsh on myself in terms of that. And I remember that we were supposed to hear back over email like within a certain time. It was apparently a bit delayed and I was just like, oh, I didn't get it. It was kind of what I expected. And then I remember, I think I was actually sitting, funnily enough, down here in South Bank in one of the little benches just studying that day. And I remember getting the email that I had gotten it and I just basically did a little like cheery dance to myself. It was something I wanted so much. And yeah, that whole program just set so much into place. I was the only one from TAFE that year, so I kind of became a bit of an ambassador for TAFE Queensland as well and did a lot of like kind of industry events with TAFE and um, also got sent to Canberra for my first conference for the Council of International Students Australia, which is kind of how I became familiar with that whole institution and just you know ended up loving what they were doing it was a lot of advocacy work kind of yeah again a bit naturally became involved with that and actually got TAFE to be a partner of CESA and I believe at that point TAFE was actually the first like vet institution in in Queensland of any of them that were a part of CESA so it was what is CESA so CESA is basically like the highest lobbying body for the international students They're a volunteer group. They're all international students themselves. And what they basically do is 
ensure better rights for the international students. So they work directly with both government, literally federal government and state governments, and also a lot of the you know government institutions such as like Trade and Investment Queensland as an example here. And the institutions are like partners. They pay a small fee to CISA, so CISA can kind of do their job in ensuring opportunities for the international students. They do a lot of different things, you know, a lot of what we saw as an example when COVID hit in terms of lowering tuition fees was very big for them. They generally just lobby for fairer visa conditions and stuff like that, where even now, you know, you're seeing some of the changes that international students, there's no longer a cap on the working hours. And that was something CISA had lobbied for heavily as well because of COVID. Each institution will have normally two people present at the conferences. These conferences, though, are incredible. It's some of the most brilliant young people I've ever met, you know, and everyone are just so impressive. It gives you a bit of, like, <laughs> you know, like anxiety almost with what you're doing <laughs> with yourself sometimes since some of them are just so young and so impressive in what they've done. I don't remember what that conference was called, but it was actually the first one here in Queensland that was held in um, here in Brisbane and we got to go to a parliament house for like a little cocktail party with the ministers of Queensland and literally all the industry representatives and like it was very very cool experiences you know like the induction for the ambassador program we were in city hall literally being inducted by like the mayor at that time like a very very cool time of my like experience here in Australia and also where I have a lot of my very close friends from still like some of my closest friends are still from that ambassador period so a really really cool experience altogether and something that even more cemented kind of my experience here. Once you finished studying with Tech Queensland, what doors did that open? Obviously, I knew I wanted to use it for university, and so I actually applied to UQ first. No shade to UQ, but it was uh, an interesting experience where I applied and had the help at least of an agent here in Brisbane and funnily enough that agent I had actually met at one of the networking events here at TAFE and um, she was Danish by birth so she was like yeah you know once you're done come on over and we'll help you and yeah I had applied and I got rejected so I had applied for a bachelor of business in the email they're like but if you want to apply for a bachelor of arts (laughs) You can. So we were just very confused. Like even my agent was like, I have no idea why you've been rejected from the faculty of business. And they were just, because I had done all this extracurricular stuff in this year, like they were just, you know, not expecting a rejection from anywhere. Let me call them up. I'll get back to you. And it turns out that literally like a couple of months before I applied, the faculty of business had decided no longer to recognize diplomas done outside of UQ. Mm -hmm. And... They had just hadn't told any of the agents about it, so the agents knew nothing about this. <laughs> the international manager here at TAFE, I had worked a lot with him. 
him and my agent just spent a week on the phone basically every day to UQ trying to change their mind about it, just going over everything I had done for the city and they basically just got the message rules and rules. And I was just like disappointed and yeah. was just like got worried about okay is this going to be what I'm going to hear from all the universities yeah. like totally wasn't expecting this at this point. And a bit of a funny story because Marty, as his name is, obviously the tape, <laughs> the tape manager, he actually goes to a meeting at QUT for something completely different. I don't even remember Which what it was about. university, yeah. And they were chatting a little bit and this story comes up that he's telling about me and, and they're basically just like, yeah, get her to apply to QUT, we'll happily take her. Which was the case. I applied to QUT and even got a full year's credit for my diploma, wow. so... QT ended up being a really great experience. I studied a Bachelor of Business, majoring in management and entrepreneurship. So still stayed a little bit with my management, but, you know, obviously a little bit more HR related than event management was a little bit less practical and a little bit more like psychological level management. So I kind of knew during my business degree that I probably wanted to do a Juris Doctor as kind of my postgraduate degree. Can you explain what that is? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So a Juris Doctor is basically a Master of Law for when you didn't do law as your undergrad. So it's very similar to graduate entry law. But because I chose to do it at Bond, it only takes two years instead of three. In two years, you get a full law degree, which is very cool. Yeah. And, and Bond is the other university that you're at now. Yes, 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 it is. And I applied for my new visa the day before my previous one expired. <laughs> like it was real on the line. It was really on the line. And we were only talking that I had got my confirmation of enrollment the day before. So it was like to the line. And then obviously you get a bridging visa yeah. automatically. But yeah. That was, a, again, very stressful. There's been some very random hurdles with me and my applications in general. How far into this degree are you? I'm halfway, basically. So I've just started the first semester of my last year. Can you tell us a little bit about the evolution of how you went from events and then to business? What was the clencher that made you decide to go to law? I've just always been like a lot about skill diversification and I think that's so important going into the workforce these days. So when I finished my business degree, I was kind of talking to different people and a lot of people were kind of saying that if it wasn't an MBA, the master of business just was not really worth it in terms of like how much new stuff you would learn compared to the bachelor. So the Jewish doctor was actually like a degree that I kind of got to know through one of my good friends, so doing it. I just thought it sounded really interesting. You know, it wasn't any longer than another master's degree, and everyone was like, law and business go really hand in hand. It's a good match, and just in general, law is so applicable to so many industries. So it was more about just, you know, getting a really strong foundation in terms of skills. And what kind of law do you want to do? I'll probably kind of start out with maybe more on the corporate law side just because it kind of makes sense for my business degree as well. But what I eventually want to work with is 
victims of sexual violence crimes. It's just something that's very close to my heart. I'm just very passionate about it. I have for CESA, I did a little bit of advocacy work. I did work as the executive assistant to the women's officer. Almost one in five sexual assaults reported to police was not pursued. It's pretty amazing, the person who didn't finish high school then did an event diploma on the other side of the world, then did a Bachelor of Business on the other side of the world. Now it's doing... The Jewish doctor. There you go, Jewish doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to come out as a lawyer. If someone were to come to you and say, let's say they're from Denmark, and they said, hey, I'm thinking about going overseas and doing some study somewhere, but I really don't know what to do. What would you say? You know, for me, I hadn't done any education yet in Denmark aside from high school. As much as I really value university, I would honestly not have been rid of, like without my year at TAFE, mainly because it gets you a little bit more used to the experience, I think, of education, but without being as scary. I think my advice though would be get to know like a little bit of the culture. There's just not really any better way than being in that, you know, maybe working a bit first is a completely different way of seeing the culture to studying straight away. Just do it. You'll figure things out along the way. I think that's probably my best advice since that's kind of what's happened to me. The final question then is because you call Australia home, are you going to stay in Australia? I hope to. <laughs> Obviously, I've studied Australian law. I hope to use it here. It's only really directly applicable here. I definitely hope I get to stay here. I would say within the like next 10 years, this is where I see myself. Australia is what I see as my base now, and it's where my life is. So That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming in and having a chat with us today. The fact that you've gone on the other side of the world, didn't finish high school, you've done all of these degrees. I can see you doing amazing things, so it's going to be really joyful watching your progress so thanks so much for coming in no thanks so much for having me it was really interesting if you've enjoyed this story and want to explore studying at TAFE Queensland visit us at tafequeensland.edu.au click on the international tab at the top of the page that's tafeqld.edu.au.